Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers, and welcome. I want to start off by saying I am so blessed to be in a position to suggest tips and tools and even products that can help you lead a tantric life of liberation and expansion. And one of my absolute favorite places to purchase spiritual and sexy items is wands, wands.com, spelled W A A N D S. Wands sells, you guessed it, crystal pleasure wands, along with so much more, including yoni eggs, free bleed blankets, other amazing products for yoni steaming. I've been using these products and products similar to them for the better part of a decade, and they have been incredible allies in my journey of sexual healing and expanding my orgasmic potential. And I'm so grateful to be friends with the owner, Courtney. She's amazing. She has so generously provided us all with a discount code for 15% off. And that code is Leola. L-E-O-L-A. You can use it on their website, www.wands.com. Again, the code is Leola, L-E-O-L-A, for 15% off. I'll also make sure that this is linked in the show notes. So thank you for listening, and you're welcome for the inevitable pleasure and healing that is coming your way with these products. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with David Mears. He is a master hypnotherapist and pleasure artist. I'm so grateful for his content and so appreciative that he's here on the podcast to offer his perspective of living an expansive life. So thank you for being here, David. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your journey with becoming a master hypnotherapist and pleasure artist? How did you discover this passion and purpose? Thank you so much um, for having me. And well, it started, the whole journey started uh it started with hypnosis and then it took uh it took a sexual turn about like three years ago but i i studied hypnosis um i mean when you know about hypnosis you know that you're doing hypnosis every day uh, uh of your life right it's not like i started but i started really knowing about it and learning how to help people with it about maybe six years ago. Uh, yeah, a little bit before lockdown, I started learning about it uh, because I've always been fascinated with how, well, how the mind works and and especially how imagination works and how imagination can really affect your life um, and how it can become a tool, really. Uh, I wanted to be a film director, uh, but this 
it's, it's as if this wasn't enough. And when I started reading about hypnosis, I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do, like to really immerse people in into a new reality. And um, and I've used it on myself to to heal a lot of trauma, to heal a lot of uh, uh, grief. It started with grief of past relationships and uh, um, people in my life that disappeared and death and, and all that. And um, lucid dreaming was a big part of this journey. And but it took me a while to find really someone that I could really rely to rely on and relate to as a mentor. And about yeah, about four years ago, I found a mentor in South Africa, a friend of mine named Seth Gray, and he told me like the basics. And then I started really uh, doing hypnosis uh, for free for a year and a half to whoever I could uh, practice on. And uh, and this, I have no intention of it becoming my, my my job, basically. And and then I figured I was pretty good at it. <laughs> and but then I um I did long distance relationship with my ex partner for more than for more than nine months, and uh, I was like, hey. You can make people uh, laugh on command. You can make people uh, cry. You can make people uh, uh, believe they're a chicken or their hands are stuck or whatever. You can probably give orgasms with hypnosis, right? So, uh, so then I started to to dig it, to dig that uh, that practice, and. And when it started to really work on my partner, when it started to work on my friends, when it started to work on my clients, when it started to work online with one person, two person, three person, <laughs> I became really fascinated by this. And uh, and that led me really into the, the, the sexuality. Yeah. Okay. It's it's fascinating your work. So I feel like if the average person were to go and look at your content, it would be like unbelievable or inconceivable mm. going and looking at some of David's content. And if you if you aren't familiar with him and you haven't already, go follow him on Instagram. It's him hypno sound love, right? Yes. yes. And that'll be that'll be in the show notes for you guys as well. But even just pausing right now and going and taking a look at some of the things that he is creating in the world. It's it's absolutely fascinating seeing someone go into a you know orgasm without any sort of genital stimulation, which is something I'm familiar with. But and I've done a little bit of hypnosis as well. My my husband's really talented in that in that way. Um, but to see it like I, I don't know, it's just fascinating. So how does it work? I think is is my question. <laughs> but the thing is. Um, it's a it's a philosophy more than a technique. I'd say it's it's why it's why some people are let's say more suggestible than others. It's because some people, due to their past experiences and <clears throat> and so on, have already adopted this philosophy re- even without really being aware of it. And the fo- and the a philosophy is like. Uh, it's a set of beliefs that kind of work together, right? It's like a, it's a lens through which you you see the world, 
uh, and then everything makes sense through that lens. Um, so I think hypnosis is really one of that lens. And the, the, the principle of hypnosis is really that uh, whatever you really focus on and imagine vividly, you will experience it in your body, like physically. Mm -hmm. If it's vividly imagined, if you're immersed enough in, in this hallucination, let's say, well, your, your, your body cannot make the difference. So you will, you will feel everything as if it's real, at least at the subconscious level. This is why some sometimes I uh, I hypnotize people. They are <laughs> they are conscious. They consciously usually they consciously know one hundred percent that I'm hypnotizing them. They can sometimes even try to resist it, but they're subconscious because even if consciously they don't, uh, they can resist it. Like don't believe it because it's so incredible because they have agreed to it at the subconscious level, their body will start to react. And they're going to be like, wow, this is actually fucking working, you know? They're going to start to feel some uh, some body reaction. Mm -hmm. and, and this, we... The, but the truth is, is that we, we hallucinate... It, we hallucinate our reality constantly. But when suddenly you have someone that believes something so strong uh, they can project that reality onto you this is how you get influenced mm. so my job at the beginning without talking about technique or whatever it's really psychological it's really social interaction and influence so because i've learned through my experiences and uh and my work and uh and my learnings and my practices that it's 100% possible and actually it's easier than we think and everybody can do it. I arrive there and I can project that onto the other person. And because they are, well, open and excited, they will receive that, uh, that version of reality and it, will, and it will affect them. Just the same way I can have people stop smoking, right? Or whatever. I just project. It, it's a sort of projection of reality. It's, 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 it's strange. But in psychology, it's, it's called subcommunication. It means that, we, that every time we interact with each other and we connect and we have a sort of rapport feeling, we, uh, we have this rapport because at the subconscious level, Without even us realizing it, we we make a contract on on how on what reality is, and if that person um, feels what my version of reality is, they will adopt it, and I will be able to amplify it. It's a little bit how it works. I don't know if that makes sense, um, but without because I don't want to speak about techniques because at the end the. At the beginning, I was teaching a lot of technique and I was teaching a lot of uh, wording, et cetera, et cetera. And then I started to do it in Portuguese and I don't speak a word of Portuguese. I was using just pleasure. I was only using the word placer and mass. And that's it. So it's not about the words. It's not about the, the technique. It's really about 
believing that it's real. So what you're saying is the difference between you like facilitating this versus like a normal person just being like, come now to, you know, their partner or whoever is your belief in the ability to create this result and having seen the evidence over and over again. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. it's it's my belief, which which in the end is confidence. It's my mm-hmm. it's the amount of confidence that I can come up to someone and influence them to the point that they will feel whatever I say as if it's real. Fascinating. To so go cool. beyond the the to go beyond the the, <clears throat> the orgasms. And would you call the orgasms that you're facilitating? like energetic orgasms or like how would you classify them in this and that's the thing it's it really depends on the um, on the person so so usually uh when i do this kind of sessions uh it doesn't sometimes it doesn't have to be like a proper session like uh talking a week in events or whatever sometimes it's it can be on the dance floor at the festival like literally (laughs) and um I try to know. I try to know what the person wants. Also, if the person wants some, if the person wants something that is very uh, energetic, they can choose. Actually, they can choose. It will. It will be what they believe an orgasm is. Mm. If and if and and also what they want. Maybe they don't want to get into like a sort of really genital based orgasm that is very like sexual and so on so maybe they will want something maybe a little bit more spiritual and because we are in rapport i will be able to kind of sense that so i will not go like bdsm and uh, and humiliation degradation to, to someone that is very uh that really wants something that is ex- in a way more yeah spiritual and and goddess-like feeling and uh and vibrational and uh and uh and energetic for example so i kind of my job is really to find what the person resonates with and if i'm really in tune with the person and i really have rapport this comes with intuition and this would lead to different orgasms some people i really have like crazy physical physical orgasm can be like anal orgasms can be like whatever whatever they want and some people will have full body orgasms because this is what they have made up in their mind up to the session to be fascinating and in that way you are kind of taking this role of being in control of the climax and helping facilitate climax control and then you brought in this piece on BDSM. And so I'd like to talk about climax control, BDSM, power play. How do those things mm-hmm. relate to this world as well? Yes, yes, yes. I think um, climax control is really part of this practice because from, from, the, from the very beginning to the end, you, you build a climax. And, and the thing is that it's not... Every time I, I start a session, it's uh, it's it's never really about the climax, right? It's about like the amount of energy that you accumulate in the body, and because it's not genital based, the person when it works, because it's not. I mean, it always works 
in a certain in a way there's never but um if the person is really in tune and feels the, the energy growing, the pleasure growing, it doesn't really depend on the I think I think climax control is becomes so easy when it's when it's more mental than physical because mm -hmm. uh it's a question of maybe sensitivity, uh but I think most of the people are so focused on their genitals than that if they were more into the if they had a more diffuse attention they could they could always control their climax and when we do this with hypnosis because there because there is no genital mutilation uh, <laughs> i always talk about genital mutilation actually in this podcast because uh because i really want to work with people who have gone through genital mutilation because okay. you can like create another create another uh create another clitoris on others other places in the body and things like this um i was talking about genital um stimulation and because there is no genital stimulation i think people's focus is much more is much more geared towards pleasure itself rather than sensation and i think when when we focus more on the pleasure as a concept we are able to we are able to kind of change it and morph it and make it bigger and make it smaller and make it whatever mm. we want rather than the sensation that are occurring because sensation are external so when they when sensations are external we lose a little bit of control. I think this is a lot of the reason why a lot of people feel powerless uh, like and have uh, sexual dysfunction, let's say. Because, but when you're going much, much more within and focus on pleasure, then, then climax control becomes so easy. And and why it works so well also with hypnosis is because I'm taking I'm taking away the sensation, the body stimulation, I mean, to a certain point. Uh, usually when I do a session with someone in person, I will add some, uh, some physical stimulation, but I never touch the genital, so whatever, because it completely defeats the purpose. But with the hypnosis, I take out the thinking because my role is to do the thinking for them. And I take out the, the, the body stimulation. So all they have to do is just to focus on pleasure, which I remind them to do constantly over and over and over and again. And because they focus on pleasure, then they can manipulate it. And they manipulate it the way I want because my voice becomes their thoughts. So it becomes like this whole system of me controlling uh controlling their climax, but it's actually them accepting my suggestion to control their climax the way I tell them to. In any way, in any way, I'm like controlling their mind. Mm. Like, I mean, this is, this is like, they, if you talk to a lot of hypnotists, they will, they will say that hypnosis is not my control. 
it can be mind control, but uh, there's a part of letting go and losing control, but there's also a big part of it is to accept the suggestion and uh, and act upon them. Yeah, it can be really liberating to actually consciously let someone else take the driver's seat for a second so that you can really focus on one thing. Like that's actually freedom in a way. It's freedom from your own narrative, taking someone else's on for, for liberation in a way. That's how I perceive surrender and and things personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, because what what we do consciously is to set to set a destination in the GPS, right? And uh, and drive, try to drive the car. But uh, and the subconscious, in a way, it's everything that's happening, the landscape, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when we are when we are when we are busy putting the the location in the GPS and trying to drive the car, well, we we not necessarily we cannot necessarily enjoy the landscape, and we cannot necessarily enjoy the ride which is the pleasure <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and this is why i'm trying to this is why this is my role like as a like a, as a hypnotherapist as a as a dominatrix because i use this for my dumb work as well uh, and as a coach basically so yeah That's a great analogy to be like the driver of the car versus the passenger. It's kind of like becoming submissive is kind of like choosing to sit in the passenger seat. And it's a choice. You know, it's not like you're, you know, giving all of your power away forever and ever, but it is a choice to sit in the passenger seat and just enjoy the pleasure of the drive and the view. I love that. That's great. Yes. And then to be a dom is to say, I, I would like the responsibility and, and to be a steward of this person and their experience in a way. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes. That's also the way I see it. Beautiful. So I'd love to talk more about the power play piece of it and like the dynamic and the BDSM as well. Could you share a little bit more about how this work influences that part of your work? Uh, one second. Sorry. Did you rise into the oh, yes. My apologies. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All good. <laughs> um, so the power play, how it comes. Yes. I think I think the um, the success of a session, which in the end for me, I just want the person to be to be satisfied and happy, and uh, and to have totally surrendered, and for me to have provided like an amazing experience where they can, where they could have, where they can fully let go and and experience things that are liberating, fascinating, where they learn things about themselves, where they where they solve problems at the subconscious level and have tons of pleasure and uh, and. Uh, whatever and there is an agreement to that so so when when someone comes for this kind of session basically for orgasmic session or erotic hypnosis right there is they agree to yes to submit i think uh to submit to their role uh as uh, as 
as a surrenderer, let's say, right? someone who uh, all they need to do is to surrender and and trust and and follow my instruction. Like really, mm -hmm. it's really simple. Like the concept is simple, but um, but it it takes a lot of work for some people to get there. And I think this is why this is the difference between successful sessions and people who need a little bit more to build a little bit more trust, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when we come into BDSM, when I do my BDSM session with uh, erotic hypnosis, uh, when I work with my, with my subs, uh, the first session is always a hypnosis session. And people who are familiar with BDSM and who are uh, familiar with being uh, dominated, they're always the best subject. Mm. Like, uh, they always have the most amazing reactions. They go into trends so easily and, and they respond so perfectly and they make the most progress. Like every time, so there is, there is all there is this capacity for people to experience reality differently. That comes from their capacity to surrender and submit, and from that can come so much growth, so much change, and I think way more than than being in control and dominating. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, I'm definitely someone that's sort of a recovering control freak and have learned the the beauty that it's available and the healing available in the surrender and the trust. So I love that. Hello, lovers. Please bear with me for a brief interruption with a vulnerable share and offer from my heart. So when I first began my journey with spiritual intimacy and the sacred sexuality, all I could afford were books and free podcasts. I was just out of college in my early 20s and honestly, very, very broke. And I'm so grateful for all the complimentary, kind words and affordable wisdom that have gotten me where I am today. Price shouldn't deter you from healing. It shouldn't deter you from living the life you love or from reclaiming the most powerful energy in your body. It's my belief that time and commitment are also very powerful investments especially when you're just dipping your toes in the water. You'll know when it's time to make the bigger cash investments in your journey, but let's begin together today with free love from my heart to yours. As you've already discovered, this podcast is free and it includes so much life-changing wisdom, but I'd also love to guide you to some free offers that are on my website, including a downloadable sexual shadow work workbook and a pleasure positive meditation. Both of these resources are amazing places to start in integrating the tantric principles of expansion and liberation into your life. And you can access these at www.talktantratome.com backslash free or find a direct link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. I'd like to go back to, to what you were saying about genital mutilation, but also even going even bigger into that topic and how you use 
the body to create different erogenous zones. And I think the whole body can be an erogenous zone without hypnosis, but specifically how you were using it. Like if you, you know, for the listener, you go on David's um, Instagram and it's like making a fingertip, the clitoris or making the shoulder, the head of the cock or whatever. It's like fascinating. So I'd love if you could speak into what that is and the capacity available. Yeah, yeah, and I even give guys a clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> I've given it's, my uh... husband a clitoris in his third eye. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, that's 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 a good one. It was great. Uh... Yeah, because um, it's exactly like you exactly like you said. Uh, the whole body is, it can be a, a original zone. Uh, we have like all these billions of nerve endings, and um, so. With hypnosis, we don't create something from nothing. We we amplify what is already there. So this is this this is something that is important. Um, this is this is why it's really difficult for me, for example, to to give an orgasm to someone who really believes they never had an orgasm. Mm. Uh, so what I have to do is to go back to every everybody had a hard climax, uh, but they probably. They probably have dreamt of it, or I mean, if we go into past lives and so, mm-hmm. they, it is possible for them to to experience it, even though they haven't had it consciously, physically in in their lives. But it's all about amplifying something that is already there, and um, because the way the way it works is that, well, our body is a is a receptor for sensation but pleasure and pain we it's it's a decision made at the subconscious level mm-hmm. like uh, until until um, until it reaches until the signal reaches the brain why well, we we don't know if the i mean we and <laughs> Until the the message reaches the brain that turns it into pain, we we ha- we cannot know that something is painful or 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 burning or something. Uh, so in a way, it's a decision that we make at the subconscious level, and this and nobody nobody will um, will feel things the same way. So, for example, people who are uh, Yes, people. Some people love pain. Some people love the to be slapped, to be uh, to be yeah, to be spanked, whatever. That uh, BDSM is the best example for that. Is that some people have the capacity to turn pain into pleasure, mm-hmm. and some people are also like can't uh, can't stand being touched or can't stand being hugged or can't stand because of their experiences and their trauma, etc. So if we work with our belief system, we can turn these messages that we get through our body and create new meaning to them that will, that will create new, uh, feelings in our body mm-hmm. uh, because pain and pain and pleasure, it's just, uh, Especially, I mean, pleasure, it's just a release of chemical in our brain. And pain is, uh, it's that as well. It's just release of chemicals in our brain. So, um, so it is very 
actually it's it's a matter of belief right yeah if we can believe that something is uh and we do this all the time huh? we do this we do this when we when we want to be part of a group a lot of people like learn to like the taste of cigarettes because they want to be part of the group because of habitual because of the societal pressure or whatever we get to to change those messages messages in our brain and this is how we do it with hypnosis if if under a state of trance because that's what it is it's the state of trance is the the hypnosis allows you to to go into trance where your your uh, your critical mind gets bypassed if your critical mm -hmm. mind gets bypassed then you can kind of reshape these beliefs and if you reshape these beliefs you can reshape the way you perceive and experience reality so if i take someone into a state of trance and uh, and they're willing they really believe they're excited and they really believe that i can do this for them and i tell them that uh they have a clitoris on their earlobe well they will accept the suggestion and really believe they have a clitoris on their earlobe their their body will react as if it's happening their body will like suddenly even though even though a neurolog doesn't have as much as many nerve endings that the tip of the clitoris, it doesn't matter because uh, because the brain will believe it has even more and will start mm -hmm. secreting and releasing uh, more more uh, more pleasure chemicals. Fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, this is why also some uh, because of trauma, because of abuse, a lot of uh, a lot of women have hypersensitivity, for example, on the tip mm -hmm. of the clitoris, and uh, and it becomes painful. But but the the problem is not the is not physiological; it's then psychological. The hypersensitivity and the pain comes from comes from. A belief they have around pleasure and sexuality that can come from, yeah, can come from past experiences and so on. But you can change that. Yeah, and and that's kind of leads me to the next thing that I was wanting to weave in here, which is that it's not just about the orgasms, although the orgasms are amazing, but this work can be really healing for a lot of people in many different ways. Um, so I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. I mean, we've kind of woven it into different parts of the conversation. And it's my opinion that orgasms and pleasure like on their own can be very healing, but I'd be curious to hear from your own words a little bit more about that part of your work. Yes, yeah, so, but this, in the same way, you can make someone believe uh, <laughs> they have a clitoris on their earlobes or on their shoulder. Um, you you can then make them believe uh, anything about anything, like that. Um, like I change cigarettes into into uh, rotten pieces of chicken. Yeah. And if I bring cigarette, they will really their body will start to jerk and, and they will feel like they want to vomit or whatever. Yeah. So it's just one example, but I but you can make them believe that every time they see themselves in the mirror, they get more confident or um 
or maybe someone is maybe someone is uh, has phobia with uh, of uh, spiders and you can just like give them a spider and their body you can train them you can train their body to release the 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 trauma of spiders uh, under the state of hypnosis and what is incredible is that the body reacts and sometimes the the their mind is like Yeah, but I don't feel I'm under hypnosis, but the body is like, ah, tenses up or the body like starts to shake or whatever, because it is 100% subconscious. Mm -hmm. So um, I know when people go there because they they have signs of trends, they respond to my suggestion and et cetera, et cetera. And once you're there, you can do, you can do crazy things. Like it's, uh, it's, it's a technology like literally yeah you can you can you can change anything in a second mm-hmm. like anything about anything but it's just a matter of believing it's not really a matter of technique or whatever um and people who practice hypnosis who have like practice hypnosis or going into trance anything like meditation or uh changing their their um like or just visualizing their goals very vividly and acting upon these visions for example they've trained their brain to perfect that technology so for them to to change something in their subconscious and to have the feeling of it instantly it becomes super easy this is a little bit different with the subject some people will have a lot of trouble to become more flexible. And some people, Americans usually are very flexible, for example. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I think because the culturally, it's a, there's way more fiction. I think, mm. I think it's a younger country. So it's like the roots are not so like deep, let's say. Mm. It's a good thing. Huh? It, 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 both have good things and bad things. You know, if the roots gets more, get too deep, uh, it's hard for people to change their mind because mm-hmm. they're so sure. They're so sure about everything. Like for example, people in Europe, uh, they become so sure about everything that it becomes really difficult for them to change their mind, to change their beliefs, even though these beliefs doesn't make them happy. Yeah. But Americans, it's more like a word of fiction. You can, but it's a word of, it's more innovative, let's say. You yeah. can pitch an idea and and have people like believe in it and invest in it and, and so mm-hmm. on and so on. So it's like, it's, uh, they're good, they're bad. Um, sometimes I have to hypnotize people not to be hypnotized because they're, <laughs> because they're so, they're so um, suggestible. Mm. Like I can make crazy changes in one day, but then they go back to uh, to their house and they go back to see their friends and blah blah blah. They go into trance and poof, they go back to exactly where they were two days ago. So it's like fascinating. It's a it's a it's a little bit like a dance in the in the mind. Yeah. That reminded me of another piece 
that I want to bring in around like the shadow side of this work and like, like to have that much power, obviously, and to be able to surrender. But how do you as a practitioner, but also as a person receiving this work, know how to discern when and how to play in the space? So when it's, um, when it's, so I, I had this conversation the other day with a psychologist. So I don't do, I don't use eroticism during my hypnotherapy session, for example. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when I'm a hypnotherapist, I work with ethics, right? And what is ethical in the profession. But when I'm a dom, for example, I work with consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, and uh, and consent is that consent is really like the 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 foundation of kink and BDSM. And yeah, every relationship is based on that. So this is this is. This is how I create the experiences for people. It's through their, it's through consent. And uh, what I do is that I, <laughs> I should have sent you this form. It's a big form. I send them a form. Uh, even if I had worked with them before, even uh, if I see them every weekend, um, they have to fill up this form. Uh, and it's a form where I, with like maybe 200 uh, questions <laughs> where, they, where they have to explain exactly what they want, how they want it, and on the scale from one to 10, how excited they are about the idea. So it nice. goes from having them having them experience uh, a double penetration under hypnosis, having them experience uh, a sexual scene under hypnosis, having them experience... Uh, Wow. Uh, me touching them under hypnosis or me uh, putting myself into the scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is, for example, something that I never do the first at least three sessions. is mm-hmm. not two sessions, depends. Uh, is for example, to put myself into the hypnosis. Like, for example, mm. uh, uh, now I'm in the scene doing that to you and you're gonna come, you know, <laughs> because for me this is like crossing the line between um, providing an experience and intimacy. Like, uh, yeah. So there's this big, and this is my boundaries as well. Uh huh. So, so when I get into the erotic side of it, I, I take a lot of time to prepare the session, to prepare the person. To make sure that the person have uh, uh, the capacity to express their their boundaries, they know how to express their boundaries, they know their safe words, they have a, I have them rate their self esteem from one to ten, and if it's under six, I wouldn't do an erotic session or I wouldn't do a dominatrix uh, DS session, for example. I would do wow. more hypnotherapy work uh, before, more like coaching work or whatever yeah yeah it's a it's, it's really deep but it, it, it's actually the part of the work that i like the most is to see how how people actually know what they want mm-hmm. before engaging into into something 
uh, first that they have never experienced before, <laughs> and uh, and that they know so little about, and with someone they have never met. <laughs> you know, so so this is really something I'm 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 I like I love when people start. And usually, when people send me the 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 form, they they would have known about themselves much more than uh, than yeah, they would have found found aspect of themselves they had no idea they had, or desires they had no idea they had, or yeah. boundaries they had no idea they had. Yeah, and I work I work based I work all my sessions are based on that. And are most of your sessions virtual, in person? How does that work? Yeah, um, I'm doing more in-person work now um, because I'm, I'm I'm doing most of my hypnotherapy and coaching online, and most of my uh, DS dominatrix uh, okay. in person. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then you also obviously have trainings all over the place in France, in South Africa, two of my favorite places. Um, what happens at your trainings? What does that look like? Yeah, so I have I have two trainings. I have one hypnotherapy trainings, which is really about hypnosis and training people with hypnotherapy, uh, which is the masters of hypnosis training, which is more like everything that has to do with hypnosis. So from uh, street hypnosis to uh, to hypnotherapy to to erotic hypnosis, so I try to to deliver as to nonverbal communication as well because this is really something that I use a lot now. I, I'm trying to use more and more uh, nonverbal communication mm. and uh, gaze and and sounds and I'm I'm training a lot with. Sh- in Shibari right now, my goal is to make to hypnotize people while tying them and have them orgasm uh, in the ropes. Yeah. Oh is, my god, that's for me, for me, this is the for me, this is the goal this year. Like, uh, yeah. And, I love um, it. So this this yeah this training is is bigger. It's uh, a week and more. If people want certification, it goes on uh, with weekly calls and everything is online. So it's like a, a big container. Um, and I, de- I, I, yeah, I did and I, I keep on doing these weekends where I, I learn, I teach uh, erotic hypnosis. Uh, and I try to go like very fast, cut to the chase and I have them, I have people practice and experience it. So wow. it's it's little groups of maximum 15. So I always try to have them to have a cozy space, a nice, nice apartment. And um, and yeah, for one day, I go really into the technique and uh, the, the philosophy and the mindset uh, and safety and consent and uh, the more like the, the base, the foundation to have uh, for people to feel confident and safe uh, whether they're receiving it or giving it and the next day it's more practical yeah mm-hmm. so the first day i i uh, i demonstrate and well you should, 
And usually it's really organic, actually. It's, uh, it depends with the group. Because yeah. uh, there's always people that are trained dominatrix, are trained people who are really, really deep into Tantra, uh, psychologists, uh, sexologists, and just normal people like couples and uh, who come. So everybody has something to bring in. So it, I, I try to make it more like a conversation. And uh, it can be like I'm, we're talking about a topic, and the the mind, the the vibe of the group is more is more geared towards uh, BDSM and authority. And so I will, I don't know, I will, I will take a volunteer and start to dominate them and and do the technique in a way more authoritative way than if I would do it. If the whole group would want something more, uh, yeah, more energetic and light and soft, right? Uh, so it depends. Depends. Okay. Again, I try. To, I try to really. I try to really give the, the people what they want. Yeah. I'll be there one of these days. I was. Uh, <clears throat> I was gonna go to the one in Paris, but then I found out that it was only in French, and I know very little French. So maybe South Africa one of these days. Yeah, um, I'm doing one in Berlin. Usually, I do one in Berlin, one in Paris, and now in Ibiza. I'm gonna do yeah. Okay, cool. But I would love to go to the states, actually. Come to Austin. I can get the crew together. I can totally market this. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Maybe I'll do it. Actually, yeah. You you should you should. I I I host you know play parties and tantra events here all the time, and and it's the market is here. So, um. Awesome. Getting ready to land the conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Are you feeling complete? I feel like we got uh, lots of good stuff, but want to open it up to you. Anything to add? Uh, I mean, I think my goal now, especially this year, because I was... Uh, I know I started it and I was making the, the courses a little bit uh expensive and everything. And I, I the feeling I, I have now, because I've digged I've digged it so much, and uh, it's just it is that people have no idea what communication can be actually. Mm -hmm. Because because hypnosis is just is just communication. Like all I'm doing is just talking to someone. To orgasm <laughs> yeah and i mean and if people would if people would stop maybe i should stop using the word hypnosis for example like i uh, what i what we can do with simple connection with deep connection and rapport because it's really rapport it's this feeling of really connecting with someone and being like super present with someone this is this is how I get results huh? is by connecting with the person and knowing what they like and, and, and feeling the person. Uh, this is what makes, makes them orgasm, makes them go yeah. into, into these states. And, um, and I think beyond hypnosis, this is really what I'm, I would like to I'd like to communicate, like to I'd like to really teach, I'd like to really like show people that that 
that communication is can be so much more profound than just words. Like uh, mm-hmm. I could I could be using the the same words on a hundred people. I will have a hundred different reactions. Yeah, words are so little. People ask me for scripts, etc., etc. Like there's no way I can give you a script. This is really just connection, and I think. This hypnosis, how I do it, is my way of communicating the words, etc., the technique and the, the confusion that I give them, etc. But I think sex is communication as well. It's yeah. it's it's ways to to get a feeling. It's all of this is what I, I really believe in. It's sex is a way to feel something. You know, it's not it's not the goal in itself, and the hypnosis is not. Also, the goal is just um, these are just ways to communicate feelings to each other, mm-hmm. and and I think people really overlook that, and and people always want to learn tricks and techniques, but in the end, it's just connection and presence. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how understanding this work can impact like your whole life in that way so thank you for ending on that and thank you again david for just being here and for the followers the listeners uh in the show notes you'll see uh david's instagram and website and all those things you can see what he's creating in the world and how you can get involved in it but thank you for being here david and i also want to express my gratitude to the listener thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality with so much gratitude and love have a sexy and spiritual day and i'll catch you next week and talk tantra to me ta-ta oops just kidding still here i have one last thing for y'all I want to say that the internet is a really, really special place. It's why we're all here right now. And many of us, including me, wouldn't have discovered Tantra or sacred sexuality if it weren't for this nifty invention of the 20th century. And almost none of you would have found my work and my vision without it. I love the internet and I deeply desire to expand beyond it, to experience more real life, love, community, and connection. So I invite you to check out upcoming Tantra events at www.talktantratome.com backslash events or click the link in the show notes. I can't wait to give you a big squeeze in real life. Okay, now that's it. Ta-ta for real. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.